0: the heart river flows through the town of dickinson north dakota the great plains or the prairies where winter is coming soon but not quite cold enough yet to cause the heart river to freeze over which brings me to a dog story Earlier this week, someone walking their dogs when they noticed another dog trying to make it out of the icy water that flows through the town of not quite 22,000. The Alaskan Husky had wandered onto the river and the ice was not yet thick enough to hold. The dog fell through the cracking ice. The fire department was called and quickly arrived as the animal was struggling, unable to gain traction and make it ashore. It took a ladder and six firefighters but the dog was saved and reunited in a warm blanket with his owner what a parallel for all this 2020 in christ you never leave his reach he never lets you go welcome to haven today here it is wednesday and i'm charles morris sharing the great story that's all about jesus and this is a program called comfort ye my people In a moment, we're going to look more closely at Isaiah 40, where the words for this song and our title this week come from. And we'll also meet again with Dr. Ruth Smith in London. We'll talk about the unique friendship that George Friedrich Handel had with Charles Jennings, who came up with the lyrics for Messiah.
1: Jennings was defending the Christian faith, and he was reaching out to those who might have lapsed from their faith.
0: More from Dr. Ruth Smith in just a few minutes as she shares with us the motive behind Handel and Jennings writing Messiah. Obviously, the oratorio was written for musical enthusiasts, but as Dr. Smith just told us, it was a call to those who may have lapsed in their faith. Secularism and humanism were on the rise back then in the 1740s, and they wanted to call people back to Christ. This music features the raw power of God's Word. That's right. Every word from Handel's Messiah comes out of God's Word. And every passage leads to Jesus.
2: Rejoice! Rejoice! rejoice
0: Powerful piece of music taken straight out of Zechariah 9 as the prophet Zechariah was moved by the Holy Spirit to talk about the coming Messiah as I listen to these lyrics I'm deeply moved with my love for Jesus there's nothing like it and I can't recommend it highly enough for you in this upcoming holiday season in fact my wife Janet and I have already started listening and playing it at our house This special recording of Handel's Messiah that we're offering at this listener-supported ministry was recorded by the Cambridge Singers, conducted by John Rutter, with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. It was recorded so you could more clearly understand the words. So may I invite you to let this masterpiece fill your home and your heart with the light and glory of the Messiah. It will inspire your life and encourage your soul. So would you call us after the program and ask for the two CD set of Handel's Messiah? Our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. The number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the video that we shot when I visited Handel's house in London a few years back and make your gift And ask for the two CD set, our web address, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And by the way, if you wanted to get it but just never got around to it, we still have the biblical-based TV show called The Chosen. See the life of Jesus from the point of view of those whose lives were changed by him. You need to see it. And it would also be a great Christmas present for those you love. Ask about it when you call or watch the preview there at haventoday.org. And now let's open. You can even stand if you want to. George Friedrich Handel. Probably one of the most famous Christian songs ever written from Handel's Messiah. Well, did you feel like standing up? Even if the Handel scholars don't know whether the king stood when he first heard this song, most of us here in North America do that, and I can't think of a better way to have opened Haven today than with Handel's Hallelujah Chorus from the Messiah. I'm Charles Morris, and we're calling this program Comfort Ye My People. He probably never left his house, He worked night and day to compose the score which would accompany those lyrics he received from a good friend of his. The legacy of Handel's Messiah has outlasted by far the three weeks it took him to write. It's not really clear, while he was a professing Christian, did he really know Jesus when he began writing it. But by the time he got to the Hallelujah Chorus, he was found in his room weeping. We've called our series this week, Comfort Ye My People. When we sing the Lord's word and when we meditate on that word, we become alive to his love and his grace. Handel was weeping because he said it felt like heaven had opened up. Perhaps he felt the burdens of his life lifted by God's grace. I believe the Lord did something in his heart in those three weeks. Every single word of the Messiah is taken from Scripture, every single one. But it's not just taken from random spots in the Bible. There was a lot of thought behind it. Charles Jennings was a Christian, and he wanted to use Messiah as a way to share Christ. Every line centers on Jesus, and every line is taken from places in the Word that Christians would have been familiar with. I sat down a few years ago with Dr. Ruth Smith— while I was in London. And I asked her about how Jennings selected the words. So maybe the real spiritual force on the Christian side, and I'll use the word evangelical again, is Jennings. He's the man of prayer, maybe. He's the man that thought, I need to defend the faith. How can I do this? I'll, I'll pull these verses, weave them together, get my acquaintance handle to set it to music, and it will be a powerful force in defense of my faith.
1: I think that's absolutely right. I'm not saying that Jennings' faith was stronger than Handel's. It would be strange not to be a devout Christian at this period. I mean, that would be the okay. exception. Okay. Uh, yes, there was rationalism. Yes, there was irreligion. Yes, there was enlightened humanism that wanted to dispense with Jehovah, uh, who mm. was thought to be a very bad father figure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Reasonably I, enough, I can I agree think, with that. Yes. yes. <laughs> um,
1: but Handel had a family tradition of ministers and pastors. I didn't know that. Uh, oh, yes. His mother's side, they were theologians and pastors. Okay. And so, you know, if somebody had said to Handel, I think, you know, do you believe, he would have said, well, of course. You know? All right. Yes. Uh, obviously. Obviously. Yes. Um I think just to go back to how Jennings chose the words, Jennings was defending the Christian faith and he was reaching out to those who might have lapsed from their faith. From his point of view, it was wonderful that Handel performed his oratorios in a theater. Now, Jennings intended Messiah for performance in Passion Week, the week leading up to Easter.
0: Not Christmas.
1: Not Christmas, Easter. And Christ's passion is in fact the center of Messiah. That's what happens in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Now, during that week leading up to Easter, It was not allowed to perform plays, so most of the theatres were dark. So what did people who would normally go to the theatre do for entertainment instead? They went to Mr Handel's oratorios. Mm. So Handel had a larger-than-usual captive audience. So this would be perfect, as far as Jennings was concerned, for performing Messiah, to reach out to those people who would normally be, in a frivolous way, going to the Mm theatre, but they would be captured Mm -hmm. by the biblical text. And he captured them. People
0: who might not even go to church, other than
1: absolutely Easter or Sunday, and exactly, and perhaps hearing the passion story would remind them of what they should be doing next week. They should be going to church at Easter. Mm -hmm. And Jennings captured them in another way. Let's suppose that the audience is largely lukewarm or lapsed Christians. Now, all the texts that Jennings chose were not only very. Appropriate to the story of the Messiah, they were also deeply familiar to anybody who had been brought up Christian because they are readings from the main festivals of the Christian year oh, yes,
2: yes, they yes, are the yes, readings okay. prescribed
1: by the Church of England mm-hmm. for Christmas
2: mm-hmm. and
1: Passion Week and Easter and Whitson and the final part is largely the burial service, which mm. of course would be all too familiar to people. Living in the 18th century, when there was a very high mortality rate, that's right, in so most of this audience, who would probably have been taken to church when they were young, mm-hmm. might not have been to church recently. They would hear these words, and they would remember. It would be familiar. It wouldn't be what's all this newfangled stuff. It would be, oh goodness, yes, I remember now. This, you know, this is the faith I was brought up
0: in. So, in a sense, it was a clarion call to faith. The whole yes, oratorio. That's
1: exactly what it was—a clarion call to faith—and very clarion because of Handel's music.
0: Absolutely. Did you hear what Dr. Smith just said? Messiah was not just a fun project for Charles Jennings. It was a clarion call to faith, made that much more powerful thanks to Handel's musical genius. Jennings chose scriptures that any Englishman would have recognized if they'd grown up in church. It was a way to wake them up. And for us today... It can serve as an encouragement to listen to the Messiah with fresh ears, allowing the Lord to speak to us as we hear his word. Comfort ye my people. It is the opening line of Handel's Messiah and what we are calling our series this week. And as I already said, with the help of Dr. Ruth Smith, every line of Messiah is straight out of Scripture, chosen to bring anyone who listens to the feet of Christ and to call them to faith comfort ye my people it's found in Isaiah 40 after 39 chapters of the Lord warning and chastising his people for their sin they had walked away from him they had grown cold in their faith they were on the verge of judgment and then it breaks out in Isaiah 40 comfort comfort ye my people Why would this have been chosen as the opening line for Messiah? Well, I think there's an historical reason. Messiah was composed to bring anyone who listens to the feet of Christ, but especially those who had grown cold in their faith, those who were familiar with God's words. They had heard it, maybe, at funerals or weddings, but they had stopped following him or had forgotten about him. Messiah was written for people like ancient Israel, people who knew about the Lord and had certainly experienced the blessings of the Lord but had turned away from the Lord. What a better way to start a call to return to the Lord than to be reminded that in his presence there is comfort. Because as anyone who has turned away from the Lord for some time knows, it is uncomfortable to be in the Lord's presence when you think he's angry with you. Isaiah 40 breaks through dark clouds, and this line is meant to break through our clouds of doubt as well, to remind us that in Christ the Lord isn't angry. In the love of the Messiah, we find forgiveness. Burdens are lifted, uneasiness taken away. We're comforted by the fact that he loves us. And to those in... Ireland and Britain listening to Messiah for the first time, this opening line was meant to bring them back. And it brings us back, too, as we listen. But there's more to it than just reminding wayward believers that the Lord loves them. There is a deeply biblical reason to include this line from Isaiah 40. The book of Isaiah has been described as the fifth gospel because more than any other prophet, Isaiah is full of promises of a Messiah to come. Even in the 39 chapters of warnings and rebukes, Christ is bursting through. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, Isaiah 7. Unto us a child is born. To us a son has been given. Isaiah 9. Your sins will be made white as snow, Isaiah 1. Isaiah is the prophet of the Messiah. He wrote in a time of serious sin. The light of God's word was being obscured. The people were marching headlong into danger and darkness, but Christ continues to break through. Isaiah 40 is the perfect beginning to Messiah because it draws our attention to Jesus and all he came to do. But there's one more amazing thing about this opening text. Hear it again. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort, comfort, ye my people. Speak tenderly to them. That's the Lord speaking. And He isn't simply saying, Comfort exists for my people. He is commanding that comfort be given to His people. Of course, Most immediately, it means he is commanding Isaiah to write words of comfort to Israel, to remind them of his grace and his promises, something we all need. But in a deeper sense, this is something being spoken to the Messiah. This promise of comfort is a command to comfort, a mission directive to the Messiah. And when Jesus, our Emmanuel, finally breaks into our dark history to redeem his people. How does he speak about his own ministry? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That's from Isaiah 61. And it as well is a message of comfort. That was the mission of Jesus, to preach good news to the suffering, to comfort them and to ultimately die so that they could live. Comfort, comfort ye my people. It's a promise to wayward souls like mine, who's prone to wander. It's a promise that Christ is at the center, and his love is where we find our comfort. In his presence, burdens are lifted, and souls are filled, and we are strengthened to become a comforting people. Not people that spread hate and anger, but people who bring the comforting power of Christ's love everywhere we go. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Straight out of Isaiah 40, verse 5. That's the glory of the Lord from Handel's Messiah. I'm Charles Morris on a haven today. Comfort ye my people. After hearing excerpts from Messiah, I'm sure you'll agree with me, this music brings glory to God. This is music with a mission. Handel and his friend Charles Jennings saw the decline of Christianity and culture way back in the 1700s. They wanted to do something about it. So they set the raw power of God's word to the popular music style of the day in hopes that the masses would hear. And every word of Handel's Messiah comes straight out of the Bible and points to Jesus. I want you to have a copy of the Messiah that we've secured at Haven Ministries. The recording we have is put together by John Rutter, conducting the Cambridge Singers, backed up by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, recorded intentionally in a small London church so you could clearly understand every word similar to how it sounded in the time of Handel. Why don't you call us right now and let this masterpiece fill your home and your hearts heading into Christmas with the light and glory of Jesus Christ. The phone number for this two-CD set is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can visit us online and make your gift to this listener-supported ministry. And if you do that, be sure and watch the mini-documentary that we shot at Handel's house in London. And after you do that, you can make your gift online and ask for your copy of The Messiah. Our web address is haventoday.org. haventoday.org. One more thing. We still have the first season of The Chosen, all eight episodes on a pair of dvds for your minimum gift to the ministry christmas is not too far away and i know someone you love would be blessed by this program i'm charles morris thanks for joining me won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together the great story it's all about jesus here on haven today
3: for your encouragement and your walk with God This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries Inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word My wife loves getting flowers They transform her day And she always uses those flowers To transform a room in our house But it never lasts long Because flowers don't last long It only takes a couple of hot days Before their beauty starts to fade Soon petals begin to fall And you know God tells us Our lives are like that All flesh is grass and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So the question is, does that word of God abide in you? Get anchored daily in God's word with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.